What's up? It's Greg Stero here to introduce you to the True Blue Riffcast, where they talk about amazing movies, bad movies, and everything in between. So you're listening to the True Blue Riffcast. Enjoy it. Thanks, Greg. This is the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. I am Jeremy, and I am joined, as always, by... Hey, it's me. I'm Dave. Happy January sixth, everybody! I've got my Viking hat on. I've got my no, face no, no, shirtless. no, Dave, no. And I'm no, shirtless. No, so we are, we are, we are rip roaring, ready to go. Ah, uh, Dave. <laughs> Welcome back from the edit, everyone. That I can't do that anymore. <laughs> oh man! But hey, we made it oh, through man. another year. Yeah, um, we sure did. We are uh, we are here once again to recap and uh, discuss the best riffs of 2021, as voted on by you, the fans, and our own personal picks here. Uh, we did have some kind of interesting results in the poll. Uh, we will be getting to that. Yeah, it was weird. Shortly, uh, but first. 
We want to talk about our, our plans starting off season four of the True Blue Riftcast next week. Uh, we will be talking about Jack the Giant Killer. Yes. That's that's going to be episode one. Episode one is Jack the Giant Killer. Uh, because tomorrow, uh, well, we, we'll have news about tomorrow in, in, a, in a little bit later. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we're going to start off by talking about Jack the Giant Killer. 100% we will be talking about that movie. That will be the first movie that we talk about. Uh, we'll probably pick another VOD to discuss. Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know yet. Uh, because we're also going to be talking about the first couple episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. Because Book of Boba Fett. Boba we like Fett. Star Wars, and we did it with the first two seasons of Mandalorian, so it just kind of makes sense for us to do with Book of Boba Fett. Uh, and, of course, we will be doing that at the end of our episodes uh, because... You know, we we don't want yeah, to drive people away with spoiler doing, yeah. talk. <laughs> yeah, but people. Yeah, well, also, I mean, this is the True Blue Riffcast, right? The number one Riff Tracks podcast in the world. Yeah, so we should talk uh, about so, Riff Tracks um, first. We should talk about Riff Tracks. You know, at least a little bit. Yeah. In these episodes, I don't know. Josh says so, lies. Uh, I don't think he believes us that we're going to be talking about uh, Jack the Giant Killer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would, I don't blame him for being <laughs> skeptical because we've only been talking about doing it since November. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was listening. I actually played some uh, rerun episodes last night, and uh, it was one from the beginning of November, and we were talking about we were going to do Jack the Giant Killer along with, uh, uh, what was it? Savage was the one that we were talking about that yeah. night. And it, we talked too much about Savage because there was a lot to discuss uh, with that movie. Uh, but before we get See, into... I don't remember Savage anymore. Uh, what was Savage again? That was the, was the Were Caveman. <laughs> the, oh, where the guy okay. was like... All right, yeah, all right. Oh, uh, it has been a while. <laughs> yeah. Crap. Uh, before we get into that, and before we take a look at our uh, weekend box office, I have something special to show you. <laughs> and I'm saying Ooh. show you because I'm going to be showing this in uh, in the the stream. But uh, it's it's we got to take a look at uh, our buddy James Wen's. Uh, yes, our buddy. <laughs> our buddy James Wen's uh, Twitter feed. Something we like to do here, uh, and. Well, there's something interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll down a little bit first so you can see this. We talked about this painting last week. Uh yes. the climate change, global warming, endless wildfire year round worldwide, uh called Orange Sky by Ryan Martin. Uh which he's the guy who did the uh seagull sea eagle painting. Yeah. Uh with the swirly blue background and the swirly bird. And this is a swirly to fire. Be, um... To be reminiscent of The Starry Night by Vincent van Gogh. Yeah. Uh, and then he made this one, which is just called Burning Tree, which is still in the same, you know, wildfires, blah, blah, blah. And then hang on to your pants, people, because hang this on last your one. Pants. This your last one is ridiculous. Pants. Yes. He did a painting of James Glenn. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you guys, I haven't seen this yet. I'm on my phone. 
<laughs> and I'm too lazy to open my laptop. Oh, so I haven't seen it yet. Goodness. I'll look at it after uh, the podcast. But Jeremy, yeah, how, how glorious is it? It's it's amazing. I think I might actually, I might make this my Facebook profile picture for a little while. Well, no, I can't. Okay. I can't because he's friends with me on Facebook, and he'd probably, if he sees that, you, you know what you should do, huh? retweet it and like quote retweet it and at riff tracks in it. <laughs> <laughs> and like at everybody like at connor at oh. the thomas and like just like at everybody we know oh, like at Frogo's pizza yeah i'm you should i'm at, at i'm gonna do that characters. live right now it's gonna go yeah. live 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 quote, tweet, quote quote tweet kevin murphy at kw murphy yeah and at bill corbett Oh, definitely. Bill Corbett and at... Uh, and then all our friends, Connor, Sean, and Eric. Yep. Um, now, does it get much better than than live tweeting? Yes. I'll be sure to... God, uh, I love the be, face be, on this. Be sure to at me in that, too. Say, uh, at D. Chadwick Author yep. sent his regards or some crap like that. <laughs> Uh huh. Tacos pizza. And uh, Jason, we gotta send it to our buddy Jason, Jason Miller. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's. I think that's probably enough. There we go. Good lord, this picture, I like. I can't even describe it. Yeah, live tweet skills at, at work. Yes, you're right. You're right, Atomic Hero Squad. Uh, he kind of looks like like Bobby Hill. Did you uh, did you did you include me in that one? Yes, I because did. I wanted to get updates on that. Yeah. Okay. He he kind of looks like Bobby Hill. I'm not gonna lie. He looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yes, I'll okay. get alerts on that thread. Yes. All right. So <laughs> now we can move on from that horror show, uh, and we can talk about <laughs> the weekend at box office, uh, and we have a little bit of fun news with that. Uh, Spider-Man: fun No Way news. Home is now uh, the tenth uh, highest-grossing movie uh, domestically of all time. Nice. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, so that, of course, is still Confession. at number one. Yes. I saw it again yesterday. I've seen it. It's the first movie I've seen twice in the theater in a really long time. Nice. I really want to go see it again. Uh, I I might I might go this weekend. Uh, Sing two uh, in second place. The King's Man in third. Uh, American Underdog: The Story of Kurt Warner in at fourth, and The Matrix Resurrections at fifth place. Yeah, I've heard not great things about that. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's very uh very self aware. Maybe I don't know. It's kind of because it kind of pokes fun at itself a little bit. Uh, but it's I choose to look at it as kind of a little more satirical because they basically said, hey, Lana Wachowski, you need to do this fourth movie. 
and so this is what mm-hmm. they came up with, you know. And it it if you look at it that way, then it's brilliant. It's almost it's almost like choosing to to look at uh, Starship Troopers and claiming it's brilliant satire and stuff like that. Oh God! <laughs> oh uh, God! Which I know is a is a is a sore subject between the two of yeah, us here I, on the uh, I have very Trooper broadcast. I have yeah, very strong we, uh... opinions about Starship Troopers that we're not going to get into. <laughs> Jeremy knew he was rolling the dice uh... by putting, by even bringing it up because he knows. Uh... Jeremy knows that if you put a quarter in me, you got to let me play the whole song, as they say in Ant Man. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna let this be the song that I'm playing uh... instead of me going off about Starship Troopers and Paul Verhoeven, that yes. pile of crap. Yes, so, I anyway. I do agree. Atomic Hero Squad. Uh, they said it was a movie that didn't really need to be made, and yes, indeed, it definitely was. Matrix was a movie that did not need to be made. But we can move on from that now, and we can actually start taking a look at our poll results for the True Blue Riftcast unofficial fan poll. Best of Rift Tracks 2021. I think was the full title. Unofficial. Oh, you mean? Oh, if something official has to be sanctioned by by Rift. By Rift Tracks, right? Because this is just the fan thing. This is just by us. It's got nothing to do yes. with anybody uh, who works at Rift Tracks. Just like our podcast, unless we have them on as a guest. That's yeah. the only time they have anything to do with us. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. We had an extra category this year. Uh, because, yeah, because we had so many shorts. There were so many shorts that were released by Bridget and Mary Jo. Uh, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten shorts released by Bridget and Mary Jo this year. Uh, and none by Shauner and Con. By, by Con and Shauner? Yes. Uh, but we had, okay, so our categories this year, Rift Tracks presents shorts of the year. Uh, Rift Tracks presents VOD of the year, Rift Tracks short of the year, Rift Tracks just the jokes of the year, Rift Tracks live of the year, which of course this year we only had two, uh, but it's better than last year, and uh, Rift Tracks VOD of the year. Uh, yes, hopefully more Sean and Connor soon. I agree, Josh Flowers. Their their shorts that they did were outstanding, and we'll we will be discussing this. Uh, later yeah, we will on be. After yeah, that's we, that's a thing. We do have some stuff to talk about after this. Yeah. Uh, but let's just dive in uh, for Rift Tracks Presents Short of the Year. And the number one short, uh, according to the fans, how to have a money-making garage sale with Phyllis Diller. Uh, that <laughs> way completely ran away with it. Uh, over 50% of the vote went to that. Uh, the only one that was close to it was The Lady in the Rocket. And then uh, third place was It's a Cat's Life. But yeah, How to Have a Money-Making Garage Sale with Phyllis Diller was it was so good. It was so good. Like, I mean, come on. You got Phyllis Diller involved. You already know you're going to have a good time. Yeah. But uh, it was very, very entertaining. Very well done by Bridget and Mary Jo. And uh, now, uh, now this one does have fewer overall votes than the rest of the categories because I didn't make any of the categories mandatory because I know some people don't watch, you know, like just the jokes or maybe they didn't see the lives or anything like that. Uh, but 
the the next category actually has almost as many votes as uh the main VOD category. Um but yes, I, I do agree with the fan thing on here. The fan vote it matches mine. Uh how to have a money making garage sale with Phil Steeler is the best that they released from Bridget Mary Joe shortwise this year. <clears throat> now we get to move on. Now this one's interesting. Uh the Rift Tracks presents VOD of the year. Uh because this is how they started the year off last year. Yeah. They started us off. Whole, yeah, we hit a we whole did two a whole episode. episode. We did a whole episode about this, and Matthew Jelliet came on and broke the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, but they started out with Invasion of the B-Girls. Uh, that was their first release from Rift Tracks. Uh, and we've got uh, Invasion of the B-Girls, Earth Angel, The Veil Part 1, Flash Gordon Part 1, uh, Mother of the Bride, Lucky Day, Before I Say Goodbye, Married Too Young, Teenage Space Vampires, the Veil Part 2, and He Sees You When You're Sleeping. And the uh, number one fan choice, Invasion of the B-Girls, followed very closely by the second choice, Earth Angel, and that was also followed very closely by Teenage Space Vampires. Uh, less than 6% uh, dividing first place and third place there. Well, I'll tell you what. This one surprised me because I expected, um, I expected uh, uh, Earth Angel to take it. I um, did too. I'm not gonna lie. I was generally, generally, people vote for Bridget and Mary Jo. Bridget and Mary Jo are immensely popular, and in these kinds of, even when I did this stuff over at the Riff Wiki, uh, people tend to vote for Bridget and Mary Jo over Matthew and Ian. Uh, that's not a judgment on anybody. It's just it's just how it is. So I kind of expected Earth Angel to run away with it. But hey, congrats to, to Matthew and Ian for getting Rift Tracks Presents VOD of the Year, man. Because the Invasion of the B-Girls was outstanding as well. Yes. Uh, the one that surprised me on here was Teenage Space Vampires. Like, I was excited about that because I had seen the movie. I had done a write-up on the movie... Like, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And I saw that they were doing it, so I was super excited. But I wasn't aware that it was that popular with the fan base. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Josh says uh, their trophies are in the mail. <laughs> yes, that's right. And speaking of those guys. Yeah, speaking of those guys, we have a very, very special message from them. Uh, that I'm going to be playing right now. Here in merry old England, we put an E on the end of everything to pass it off as heritage and hope we can charge more. And we also look on this holiday season as the hinge of the year. Quite a rusty hinge at my age. Can we say rusty hinge? Yeah. It's a time when we look forward to the future. In utter despair. It looks terrible, and such small portions. Are we still allowed to quote that? Eh, probably not. And we reflect upon the past. We've got loads of past now. We're putting an E on the end of it and trying to sell it. More specifically, we remember those we've lost in the year just gone. Most of whom we put in a topical gag in one of our rips. (laughs) Leading to their instant death just as they were about to be released. This year alone, we've lost fabulous jokes about Paul Mitchell from the Floaters. Uh, That was probably quite a suspect joke anyway, Ian. Architect Richard Rogers. I'm not sure that one really stood up. 
Stephen Sondheim. Bit of a one-note repeating gag, that. Bell hooks. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't do that one now. Robbie Shakespeare of Sly and Robbie. There was quite a clever one about Edward de Vere, the Earl of Oxford, supposedly writing Boots, Here We Go, etc. We'd just like <laughs> to say, in memory of all those deceased... You selfish bastards, couldn't you have waited? <laughs> we cut so many boffo woofer gags out of respect for you incompetent breathers. So that is our highlight of the year in Riff. Mortal gits. But seriously, for a moment, my genuine absolute highlight of the year is all the very many hilarious riffs by Bridget and Mary Jo. That I contributed gags to. Yeah, and you know, despite all that, they really did do well. And it's been lovely for me to have a break. <laughs> we hope you're having a lovely break too. Happy holidays. Let's do this again sometime. God, it makes me want to puke. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that, you guys. That Could they that hear us so laughing? Great. Yeah, well, yes, over over it, yes. I oh, okay. uh But yeah, that's uh that was great. Uh Josh that's says amazing. this is what I can't believe they did that. This is what the Oscars in remembrance should always be. I agree. <laughs> like, all these great jokes. I can't believe they did that for us. They did a whole bit that should be on like a riff track, but they did that for us. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much. You guys are awesome. You guys have always been awesome to us. And quite frankly, we don't deserve it. Um, no, but... we don't. <laughs> yeah. We definitely don't. But, yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I, 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 I'm really glad that... That warms my heart. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to Riff Tracks, just the jokes of the year. Uh, we only had three this year. And yeah, that, early, I think that's a record. I mean, I think we had three last year, too, but uh, we might have had four. Uh, I know, I know well, they kind of did right. more last year than, than they normally do, but... This year, uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which was a Bridget and Mary Jo riff, uh, Face Off, of course, and Money Plane. And the early voting, uh, it was all leaning toward Wonder Woman 1984. I really thought that was going to run away with it. Uh, But Money Plane kind of uh, took off, if you will, and uh, it charged back and and ended (laughs) up winning. Sorry, that was really lame. Uh, It took off. It took off. But, uh, yeah, Money Plane got first place. Face Off narrowly beat Wonder Woman uh, 1984 for second place, and Wonder Woman took third. Uh, Overall, I'm not surprised. Money Plane was outstanding. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, I loved loved Face Off and Money Plane a lot. Yes. I was just like, 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 like with Face Off, I was like, it gave me such great, like, early riff tracks nostalgia. And by like early, I mean not like the first year of this, or even the second year, but like two thousand, like year three, two thousand eight, yeah, through like twenty twelve. It gave me like 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 that kind of like what I would like when I was first introduced to riff tracks through the Dark Knight, like that kind of like high octane. We're gonna watch this bad movie with Mike, Kevin, and Bill. And it's going to be like this whole new experience with them. Uh, it was really exciting. Um, and Money Plane is Money Plane is the kind of thing that Rift Tracks should be doing now. I think. I mean, we'll get to that later. Uh, but yeah, it's um, I'm 
I'm, I'm very happy that, that they did both of them this year. They're both great entries. Yes. Uh, they were both outstanding. Josh said that my joke didn't really land. Ah. Uh, that, was, that was just as bad as mine, Josh. But yeah, uh, between Money Plane and Face Off, they were both they were both so good. I mean, and you know, Face Off is that classic. Uh, you know, you got Nick Cage, so <laughs> you can't you can't Why really like uh... him in movies. <laughs> Why is I, he an actor? Why do I people don't know. give him money to wreck their movie? <laughs> Because they're like, oh, this we're going to put Nick Cage in our movie and so many more people are going to watch okay, it. Okay, here's what I want. Here, here, here's what I want. I want. I want there to be lots of cool explosions, okay? <laughs> like, I don't want, it. I want uh, there to be lots of cool explosions. I don't want to do a lot of talking. I, just, I, I want you to show me to be a badass. <laughs> That's my terrible Nick Cage impression. <laughs> well, you're not wrong about that. Uh... <laughs> uh, so I sent a... Uh... <laughs> Oh man, I have to okay, read this. Yeah, okay. Tell me why you're laughing. Otherwise I sent. Think, I'm going to think you're laughing at me. I just sent a congratulatory message to uh, to Matthew J. Elliott for uh, uh-huh. for them winning Rift Tracks presents VOD of the year. <laughs> and he just responded he with, uh, "And I had a guy in a bison costume all ready to storm Rift Tracks HQ if the vote didn't go my way." Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So uh, when Matthew makes January six jokes, <laughs> that's fine. But when I do it, no, Dave, what are you doing? That's because he's British. He can make fun of oh, us so more he than can we do can. That. Okay. Yes, it's okay when he says it. Yeah. Uh, so, wait a minute. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. But okay. No. Uh, so uh, our next category. Uh, Riff Tracks Live of the Year. Obviously, we only had two this year, and it was uh, Hobgoblin and Amityville, The Evil Escapes. And 56% of the votes went to Hobgoblins for Live Show of the Year. And like you said, Dave, for me, it was a coin flip. I really enjoyed both of them. And I'm really excited uh, to get to get Amityville Um on on VOD. And speaking of Amityville on VOD, I have a special message for you guys from uh, the one and only Connor Lestoka from RiffTracks.com. If, if hey, True Blue Riffcast. Connor Lestoka here. I wanted to share my favorite moments of 2021 with you. I think that they would have to be a tie between the two shorts we did at both of our RiffTracks live shows this year. Obviously, we didn't get to do any of those in 2020, but... We found two great shorts uh, that went along with our Amityville and, Lord, what was the other live show we did this year? Uh, And the other one. (laughs) But we found both these shorts, hung on to them for months, if not a year, uh, to try to get them in front of as many people as possible. And they were the Life in a Medieval Town short, uh, starring the Seneschal and Carl the Weaver. And then It's Your Accident, which is the workplace safety short that was mainly about a guy who considered tomatoes fruits and another guy who shared a hospital bed with him that had the same name who also loved to eat tomatoes raw out of a fruit basket. And they both sort of just embodied to me the (laughs) weird nature of what we're doing, showing both of these shorts about a guy who wraps green fabric on his head and trades a cow for slippers 
And then this uh, <laughs> weird thing where a, a guy got his thumbs cut off but was mainly concerned that another guy named Mike was going to eat his tomatoes. Showing those to <laughs> thousands of people all across the country in hundreds of theaters before they came to see our feature films is uh, just a special thing to me because it is nice to know that there are so many people out there who find these weird things that we find funny also to be funny. And plus we worked a incredibly obscure John Dacre reference into the It's Your Accident short. So watching those two live in a theater back with other people uh, were probably my favorite moments, Riff Tracks moments, and some of my favorite moments in general of 2021. Hope everyone else got to see them in theaters. I think Amityville 4 is coming out um, probably by the time you all hear this. So uh, take a look, watch them, and uh, we'll hopefully have something good cooked up for uh, live shows in 2022. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, everybody. All right, so there you go. Uh, Connor's favorite moments were the shorts from the live shows, which were both great shorts. And uh, yeah, the one no, where Connor. The castle where there's no sound. No, Connor. Yeah. There, uh, Amityville Four has not come out yet, uh, but that 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 should be out, uh, I believe, tomorrow. I think that's the release for tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, uh, from what I've seen. But. Uh, you're speculating. I you am speculating. But if he said that and he knew when he'd send it to me and, and when we were doing our show, so. Uh, yeah. So I'm just going to take that to mean, yeah, it's going to be out tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, I I didn't have the life in a medieval town and, uh, and accident. What was it? You're the accident or something like that. Accidents, yeah, it's your uh, fault. Something like that. They're all eating tomatoes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did not put that in, obviously, for short of the year because those are included in the live that shows. part of the Rift Tracks live show. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but this year for shorts, we, uh, again, we, there was a ton of shorts, so I split them up. We had just for the uh, Mike Kevin Bill shorts, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 shorts to choose from. Uh, to vote on, and to the surprise of no one, Christmas Cracker uh, took that one by storm. Oscar-nominated. Uh, Oscar-nominated Christmas Crackers. Uh, and then Keep Off Without, the Grass. Genuinely shocking. Uh, keep Off the Grass, which I know we discussed uh, on one of the episodes here about the uh, blowing pot. Uh, and then we had a tie for third place with the studio version of Rhythmic Ball Skills, or, or at least the short only version, and uh, Chimp the Fireman coming in at third place. Uh, and the bags uh, was was shortly behind that, the studio version of the bags. Now, had this been 2017, the bags would have run away with it. Oh, yeah, totally. But, I mean, you're, when you're up against Christmas Cracker... Uh, yeah, you know, that weirdness sticks in people's minds for a while. Uh, yeah. Before we get to our VOD of the year, we have one other message from our buddy, uh, who was on the podcast for our special haunted ween episode, uh, Jesse Shade. Hey everybody, Jesse Shade from Awfully Good Movies here and frequent True Blue Riftcast guest. Uh, and by frequent, I mean only one time, but I hopefully I'm going to get a second. But anyway, 
Just wanted to share with you my favorite Rift Tracks memory of 2021, wherein we finally got vaccinated and got to see the VIP live show of Hobgoblins that I was promised for the $2,000 that I submitted on behalf of Deanna Dolphin, who I substituted for and got to meet the very lovely Lauren Sisk. And uh, our favorite memory from that trip wasn't just seeing the show, it was uh, more so just me talking with Kevin about his memories of Baby Ghost and suffering through that. That riff, as we all know, was very painful for him. Let out a big F-bomb off in the studio uh, in between takes. So that's my favorite memory of talking with Kevin, a great gentleman and truly a defining moment of 2021. Happy podcast, guys. Watch awfully good movies on YouTube. Thanks again. Get vaccinated. Bye now. All right, Jesse, we do uh, definitely plan on asking you back uh, it was a lot of fun having you on when we did the haunted ween episode um yeah so we'll 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 gladly welcome you back to the podcast anytime yes welcome back well i mean not welcome back now but we will welcome you back <laughs> welcome welcome back i'm talking to you like you're here anyway welcome back to the edit everybody uh now it's time for the big show as it's as it's called uh, Rift Tracks VOD of the year. Oh, <laughs> it's a big bad show tonight. Apparently, uh, my tweet worked according to uh, <laughs> according to Josh. Rift Tracks just tweeted out the James Wen painting. Did they? Good. So I'm gonna go uh, check that real quick. <laughs> yeah, check it. Check it for both of us. <clears throat> Did they retweet us? They 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 quote tweeted the painting and said, "Can we buy this?" Oh, <laughs> uh, I would I would love to see that like hanging in the background of like a talking riff tracks or something. That'd be fun. Oh man! Ah uh, yes, riff tracks. No. Vod You're welcome, of riff the tracks. year. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-two VODs released this year. Not counting uh, the VOD of uh, the Hobgoblins live show, of course. But that's that's a pretty decent amount of films and. There was some weird stuff in here. I mean, we started uh-huh. early in the year. Uh, we got Fungicide, uh, Shrunken Heads, a movie that we talked about at great talked length. Quite a bit. Uh, Very controversial. Yes. Gumby the movie. We had uh, San Francisco. We had Baby Ghost, uh, Dangerous Baby Men, Ghost. Father Frost, and, of course, Dancing It's On uh, to wrap up 2021. And, you know, uh, there was a lot of good stuff this year. But there was one movie that was uh, the clear choice of Riff of the Year by the fans. And that, of course, is Gumby the Movie. Uh, That was well-deserving of of that vote. Uh, Dancing It's On took second place. And then, believe it or not, we had a... Three-way tie for third place. Hmm. Between Seems like that shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, between Double Dragon, Dangerous Men, and Father Frost. Uh, Baby Ghost would be the next one after that, and then Shrunken Heads uh, just after Baby Ghost. Uh, Can I say something about Baby Ghost? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really, like, even now, 
I'm surprised at how much, like after how much I personally built built it up, <laughs> how much I was disappointed with the Baby Ghost movie itself. <laughs> uh, the riff was is fine, but like I thought it was going to be another Roller Gator, and it wasn't. Yeah. So it, I, I, I kind of feel th- that it didn't make it into the top three. Like I think it's it's fitting for what Baby Ghost is. Yeah. Um, and it, but like I said, we all you know we all love pancakes, but you know, <laughs> Baby Ghost yeah, not as, a great movie. <laughs> as as far as a movie to watch being riffed, Roller Gator was more entertaining in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Dave, why don't we uh, why don't we get your uh, top three uh, VODs of the year? Okay, um, mine fall generally within the same range as the uh, as the survey. So um, my vote for number three goes to Dancing. It's on my number two goes to uh dangerous men now had it not been like i i think any other year i think any other year dangerous men i think dangerous men would even have given suburban sasquatch a run for its money i i, yeah, um, I think so too yeah for, for 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 riff of the year if it's if if they had riffed it in like 2017 or 2016 it would have been riff of the year far and away but gumby i think um it it just like everything everything kind of like about it i have to go with gumby as riff of the year yeah that uh i i would agree with that i think uh my my choices were a little bit more difficult to make um simply because of Father Frost being added into the mix because that is uh that was my all-time favorite MST episode and so that kind of adds to the nostalgia of it for me a little bit but obviously it's something yeah. brand new under the Rift Tracks banner uh, <sighs> I think Have you still not figured it out? Guys, I think okay. I'm going to interrupt Jeremy <laughs> because he was like like an hour ago when we started doing show prep. He still had not decided, and he like like what his numbers three would be. Uh, and he's like, oh well, I still haven't decided. And I think it's clear he still has decided. <laughs> All right, I'm going to make a snap judgment because that's the best way for me to do things. Father Frost third, dancing it's on second. Okay. Gumby the movie number one, riff of the year. Gumby, okay. Gumby the movie. That that part I had it's no unanimous. doubt on. I knew Gumby the movie was going to be my number one. It was just uh, between those other three, but yeah, Gumby the movie was. I mean, we 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 talked about this when we talked about the movie itself. That it was the very strong contender for riff riff of the year. Oh yeah, and at the time, we're like this is riff of the year material. Yeah, even even as crazy as Dangerous Men was, and as. I mean, I don't even know how to explain dancing. It's on any more than what we already talked about, and Father Frost being yeah. that that uh, kind of outlier there. Uh, you, nothing came close to Gumby for me at all. Gumby, Gumby has to be riff of the year. 
and I'm glad that that it got voted that. Uh, by, yeah, Gumby. By the yeah, fans. so. Yeah, so Gumby, you're the third third annual Roof of the Year winner, the Woo. True Blue Roof Cast. Uh, what was it for last year? Did we have it? Because last year was controversial because I think that uh, you picked. I, I think the Let survey picked uh, suburban Sasquatch, Sasquatch, and you picked. Um, I think I picked Light Blast, didn't I? Yeah, I think I picked Light Blast for mine because. Okay. Sorry, uh, you cut out there for a second. Sorry. But yeah, I think I picked Light Blast for mine. Just, but that was that was more of okay. the, the personal. Right. I don't know. So, I can't but really... like, as far as like, but like, uh, Suburban Sasquatch was Riff of the Year last year, I think. Yeah. And then in 2019, I don't think we did a survey. Um, I don't think we did and, a survey, but, but that was uh... picked the visitor. Yes, it was definitely so... the visitor. Yeah. And I think Attack of the Super Monsters. Yeah, you and I picked. Yeah, was you and second. I both picked the visitor. Number two, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there it is, Gumby. Congrats, Gumby. Congrats, yes. you stretchy creation. Gumby one, Gumby the movie one. <laughs> I mean, Gumby the movie number one, one. Uh, well, say about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna oh, wrap yeah, that's things right. Gumby up. Gumby one. <laughs> yeah, Gumby one. Yes, the, we're gonna wrap things up the same way that uh, that we usually do. We're gonna talk about our hopes uh, and and thoughts about twenty twenty two, and. The main reason we were bringing this up is because uh, just the other day, yesterday or the day before, Rift Tracks uh, put up a thing just like, hey, what do you want to see us do in 2022? So that kind of had both of us thinking about it a little bit. And uh, I'm going to go first because I know there's one part of this that Dave has a little bit to say uh, about it. So... Yeah, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you my yeah, list so, um, first, yeah. because I have a short list and Dave's okay. got a little bit of a rant to go on. Uh, so for uh, <laughs> I actually wrote mine down um, for Rift Tracks 2022 wishes. I would love to see riffs of the following movies. Accelerator uh, from our friend David Giancola. Uh, yes. Frogs, uh, a weird uh, environmentalist movie. Uh, from what the late sixties, early seventies, somewhere around there, about uh, killer animals, because the frogs don't actually kill anybody; it's all the other animals. Uh, the uh, Hercules from nineteen eighty four, I believe it was the uh, uh, the one with Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> just because that one is bonkers. <laughs> uh, the Dungeon Master and BMX movie Rad. Uh, Co-starring uh, Aunt Becky, Lori Laughlin, uh, but from before her Full House <laughs> days, uh, and then and I would like days. to see, yeah, before her prison days. <laughs> oh man, and I would like to see a live show of at least one of the following: uh, either Ghost House, Roller Gator, or the guy from Harlem. Any one of those makes it as a Why live not show. Why uh, Because they have to have some other stuff in there. Some some movies. Yeah, they, they have to have something before. that like other people will. Yeah, something other people. See now, um, how long has it been since like before I get into my thing? I'm just gonna jump up, bounce off of what you were saying. 
uh, sort of like recap the conversation we had before the show. Um, it's been a while since uh, Rift Tracks has done a four-show uh, right, uh, live season. Yes. Um, they used to do it all the time. Not so much anymore. Um, yeah. I think the last one that I can say for sure had four live shows was 2016. I think. It sounds uh, about right. Yeah. So uh, I know 2015 for sure. Uh, I, I think I'd have to go back and look uh, at, at 2016. But um, they used to do a whole bunch. Now the, we do we do two. And I think Jeremy said we'll be lucky if we get three this year. I think we might get three just to like make up for lost time and stuff like that. Maybe. Um but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just two. But um, my Rift Tracks wish list would include a four live show season. I don't know how practical it is, but that's my that's like my wish list. It's kind of like return to those glory days of, of four uh, live shows a year. And my uh, list for the live shows of previously done Rift Tracks is the same as yours. Guy from Harlem, <laughs> uh, Roller Gator, and Ghost House. Uh, if they do any one of those three in 2022 for live shows, I will just be over the moon. Like yeah, any one of them would be great. Like like Guy from Harlem or Roller Gator in the summer and or Ghost House in October, that would be fantastic. Um but uh, no, I don't think they've done a December live show in a very long time. No, they haven't. Um, oh, I think the mail's here. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to mute for a second. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, am I taking the reins? Yeah, go for it. I, I mean, you got it. You're, you're talking your stuff anyway, so. Oh, okay. So I guess I'm going to go ahead and, and start while, while Jeremy goes gets the mail because he's heard this before. Um. So what I would like to, to see in, in 2022, it's, it's not really what I, would, what I would like to see specifically. It's more of kind of like a return to like kinds of movies that they used to. I have a cat crawling on my head. Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy. You can get down, buddy. Take it down. There you go. You spaz. What are you doing? I just had a cat crawling on my head, everybody. I can't see the chat. Um, but uh, stay there. Um, what I would like to see is uh, sort of like as somebody who's been around Rift Tracks for a very long time. I've been a member of Rift Tracks since December, December 2008. So it's been, what, 13, 13 years, something like that? And, Somewhere um, around there. Yeah, I've been around for, yeah, it, it, it's, it's been a very long time. Ancients Jeremy, of the ancients. All, all over my head. Yeah, yep, that's what, that's what Bill calls us, the ancients of the ancients. Uh, but um, there's, I'd like to see, like, I think specifically since about the last couple of years, we've been getting a lot of kind of like 80s action horror like dystopia kind of like b movies and i know those are really popular with a lot of people like especially with like a lot of hardcore misties 
personally, I'm kind of over it. Um, I mean, not that like I don't like, I don't not that I don't like movies like like Ghost House or 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 things like that, or uh, it's really more '90s, but it's something that's more '90s is uh, uh, Future Force and Future Zone. But those are like the kinds of movies that they they would release in these kind of like '80s B movies. And that was fine, but that was like 10 years ago. And they've done so many since. And I'm kind of not interested in those kinds of movies anymore. Because once you've seen two or three dozen of those kinds of movies, uh, it's just like you've kind of seen them all. So, yeah. yeah, So, like, anything with, like, yeah. Anything with, like, you know, garbage cans on fire uh, the future with some kind of robot man and like they go into some disgusting strip club. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm not interested in that kind of <laughs> VOD anymore. Yeah. What, um, what I would like to see is kind of like a return to the staggered kind of, uh, release schedule that we had from say like mid 2011 through 2015-2016 of like they would have a really strong MP MP3 release and they would have a really strong VOD release um because you know look at things like like money plane and face off those are are excellent but i highly doubt they could get the rights for those to release on VOD right and they're like these very like exciting kind of you know action action schlock movies and i wouldn't mind them seeing doing more more mainstream stuff again um maybe not maybe not like do all the marvels i don't know how interested i would be in in that but um you know just like start i would say start mixing it up again now as far as vod's go what I would like to see is more stuff like in the last three years, like the standouts have been like these crazy experimental kind of movies like yeah. Attack of the Super Monsters <laughs> and uh, Gumby, Dangerous Men. Uh, Dangerous Men doesn't count as like 80s action schlock because it was filmed in the 80s, 90s and 2000s <laughs> and released in 2005. Um, I'd like to see, you know, like, Suburban Sasquatch, that's the kind of thing. Like, stuff that's not made by, like, professional movie makers. Like, Feeders you know, 3. Yeah, Feeders 3. Is there a feeder? Oh, is there going to be Feeders 3? Yeah, they were working on it. Already... I don't know if they ever finished it. Let's see. I'll look that um, up while you're... But, uh, I think, like, 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 dancing and stuff that is made by, like, amateurs. And, like the year in like the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s i'd like to see more independent stuff i think a really good example of this like like uh is uh uh star raiders from the 2019 live show yeah i would like to see more stuff like that because instead of i kind of feel like rift tracks has gone in a direction and I, i understand why because that's where the audience is. But it's gone in, in the last couple of years, it's gone in a direction of kind of being the movie selection. It's kind of been, you know, MST3K light, you know, like yeah. 
like yeah, those kinds of, of movies. Like so um, I would I would like to see a return to like a more kind of like riff tracks feel. Um, but the, you know, I hope this doesn't sound like I'm, I'm I'm complaining a lot, but these are the kinds of things that I would like to see riff tracks do in 2022. Yeah. Me personally. Just for just for my tastes, and and not for nothing, we touched on this before, but um, our short of the year for 2020, which was Kids Guide to the Internet, by uh, by Con and Shauner. Yeah. Um, uh, we talked about that. It's just like, and we were, you know, we get why you know they don't do a, a lot of stuff. Kitty, no, get down. No, <laughs> get down. Sorry. You can't be on that. Psycho. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you can hear Fanto, but um, Kids Guide to the Internet. Um, I think material that, that's like that, that comes out of the 90s, like stuff that's, that's newer. And like, you know, it, it's been 30 years since, yeah. since a lot of that stuff. I think Kids Guide to the Internet was like 97. So it's been 23, 24 years. And so the nostalgia stuff with guys with, like us who are like, who just turned 40 or are in their early 40s, that kind of stuff is resonating with us now. I mean, I think that like, I don't think it's unfair to say that the uh, MS, that the, that the, that the, that the Misty Universe and like the Rift Tracks audience is getting a little bit older. Yeah. I don't really see a lot of like super. And that was one of my criticisms of the MST3K revival was that it didn't attract any new fans. Uh, it, um, the, there, there, it, there was no, there, like the audience isn't growing. As far as Misty's go, uh, Rift Tracks fans a little bit different, um, but generally we're getting a little bit older, and um, I think that you know stuff from the '90s, even the 2000s, is starting to resonate in like our nostalgia bits a yeah. little bit. So um, if we can if we can get material like that, yeah, that'd be great. And I like, know there's a that, ton like, of it that out seems there. Seems fresh. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Oh, there has to be. Oh, there is. So, I remember having to watch a bunch of stuff, uh, with uh with some of the kids that my mom babysat. They had these videotapes that they just loved watching, and it was the most just inane, asinine things like shorts of like there was supposed to be like educational stuff. I yeah. it was there. Uh, any of the hard hat hairy stuff. <laughs> would be would be prime for this. That's that that was a live action thing. It wasn't like Bob the Builder. This is something different. Like if Reading Rainbow was public domain, I would like to see them do <laughs> Reading Rainbow segments. Uh, uh, but um yeah, I mean I I would just I would just like to see them do things like Suburban Sasquatch and Kids Guide to the Internet that kind of thing that's going to be like new and you know just like new and exciting as far as the rift tracks experience goes yeah 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, looking up uh, Feeders 3, it looks like it's got an anticipated release sometime this year. Uh, and it's being released by a company, uh, Wild Eye Releasing. And I was looking at their their Twitter feed just now. And they have... Brothers? No, no, no. Wild Eye Releasing, the company that's, that's going to be oh. uh, putting the movie out for... Uh, the Polonia brother. Um, but they have a movie up here that I kind of want to see now. <laughs> it came out uh, <laughs> oh, 2021. No. It's, uh, it's a new Amityville film. What? A- Amityville in the hood. Oh, no. It's about uh, no a gang that uses the Amityville property to grow pot. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Is this supposed <laughs> to be funny? Are they I, trying to be ironic? I don't know. They're attacked by a rival gang, and then the oh, the the sake. demon starts attacking. How do you spell problematic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but production on Feeders Three started in uh, September, so hopefully, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I I honestly I love Feeders and Feeders Two, so. And the riffs are it's again it's some of that weird stuff that's not like mainstream media, you know, not like high big studio yeah. productions. And that's yeah. the kind of stuff that, that resonates a lot with us, you know, I mean and it's the same thing even with Manos, like that was not yeah. a Manos studio was not picture. Made by professional it was filmmaking. made by neither was no. the room and no. neither was Birdemic. Yeah. And and we love all of those all of those movies and riffs. So it's, give us more of that. You know, we don't need stuff. It's fine to do stuff from, uh, you know, the 80s and the 70s and stuff like that. That's that's fine. Yeah. But like Dave said, we don't. That's not all we want. I yeah, I like getting some like... of the newer newer stuff. Like uh, that was what I appreciated about Atomic Eden was that. I mean, this that movie came out like what 2015 or something like that. It was it wasn't a very old film, and I mean, even if about? it was just uh, Atomic Eden. Oh, Atomic Eden. Oh, right. Okay. No, yeah. Here's the thing. I was for sure that came out in the 90s. Apparently it came out in like, or no, no, not not the 90s. Like I had it pegged. I remember I had it pegged between 2001 and 2003. Yeah. Then I found out it came out in 2015. I was raw. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yep. Yeah, that came out a little, a little later than that. A little more recent. So, Yeah. Stuff from the 90s, 2000s, and 2010s, not made by professional filmmakers. It can mm-hmm. have names in it. It can have, like, Casper Van Dien from Star Raiders, you know, yeah. and uh, Cynthia Rothrock. If you can, I mean, she's a name to us. Yeah. But Freddie Williamson, who's amaz- amazingly still alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, yeah, like, that that kind of thing. Yeah. Give us more of that. We will eat it up. I mean, again, look at the results from the poll for this year. Yeah, it's it was uh, it was Gumby, which uh, was that was outside the kind of like outside the studio system a little bit. Even though Gumby is technically a name, quote unquote. Yeah. But um, from thirty years you prior, at, you though. Dancing. Yeah, you look at dancing, and you look at uh, dangerous men. You know, I think that's what people want to see, or at least that's what we want to see. Yeah, 
and and it does seem we seem to have our finger on the pulse of the community going by how uh, similar all of our choices were for for these. Yeah. But congratulations again for Gumby the movie for Riff of the Year and Invasion of the Bee Girls from Matthew Ooh. J. Elliott and Ian Potter uh, for winning, winning, winning Riff Tracks presents VOD of the Year. And we look forward to seeing you guys in our next season, which will be starting next week at some point. Uh, hopefully it might be the week after, depending on my new work schedule. But uh, we'll we'll let you guys know uh, first on the Patreon and on uh, Twitter and stuff like that. If you want to become a patron and support the Riffcast, you can do so, do so, do so at patreon.com slash trueblueriffcast. Or you can support us by subscribing right here on Twitch. And uh, make sure you follow us on here. If you don't already, that way you can, uh, you'll can you be alerted anytime we go live. You won't miss a show uh, unless, obviously, you're busy with other stuff and can't actually watch it. But uh, that's that's the best way to keep track of things uh, around here. And so listen you can, to us. Yes, and I'm Jeremy. You can find me. Uh, on Twitter at PBNAwesome. You can send me emails, Jeremy at TrueBlueRiffCast.com, and you can follow the podcast at TBRiffCast on a Twitter. And I'm Dave Chadwick. You can check me out at DaveChadwick.info. I'm on Twitter at DChadwickAuthor. And uh, buy all my books on Amazon. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely buy Dave's books. There's, he he's he's a good writer, guys. Monkey was outstanding. Oh, thank you, I appreciate. If you that still haven't very, read very Monkey much. yet, you need to check it out because it was it was very very well done. I very much enjoyed it. I actually well, kind of want to read did. through I'm... it again. Yeah, yeah, and uh, everybody out there, um, uh, the audiobooks are getting done. We have uh, Happy Valley, which is was released in December. And the other audiobooks are coming along. Yay. So, yeah. Including the one from uh, Josh Flowers. Colette, uh, yeah. Yeah. From, do, from Mrs., Mrs., Mrs. Josh Flowers. Yeah, she's doing she's doing Santa Santa, and she's amazing. We will see everybody uh, on the first episode of Season 4 coming soon. Rock till you die. Oh